Disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult themes and topics. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. Hi and welcome to episode 25 of Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm Jasmine Aziz. At least that's what it says on my underwear. Am I the only one who went out after last week's episode and bought a plastic tub of those awful strawberry marshmallows? (laughs) I hope so, because they're really gross and highly addictive. I may or may not have had one before recording the show, but let's move on. Side note, my very Indian father really, really loved those marshmallows. I never understood why. I almost thought that Nancy holding that tub during the party at Danielle's was some kind of sign for my father when I saw it in her hands. But the real life lesson was still to come, so to speak. So, let's get back to it, shall we? I took a deep breath as I heard my hostess thrash on her bed upstairs while screaming heavy moans into her phone. They were only occasionally drowned out by the sound of either a very large vibrator or a leaf blower whirring above our heads. Neither Nancy nor Granny seemed to notice. I'm not sure if there is even a point to going on, I said cryptically. Granny looked up from her Avon notepad and raised one wrinkled old finger to me. When it gets hard, that's when we find our way. She paused and then added, But I'll leave the penis jokes. To you. I was at a loss for words. Had Granny just attempted an X-rated joke? Was she espousing old-world wisdom on me while encouraging me to wrap up my presentation? Was there a superbly divine message in her words, or was I simply projecting my personal angst so much in the room that it spilled over and coated her from head to foot? I looked over at Nancy, who blankly smiled at me, and then a moment later stuck out her brightly dyed red tongue at me. I picked up my master copy of the product sheet and detailed each toy's virtue with the precision of a wine connoisseur on a premium vintage tour. Though I hadn't done it in several presentations, I decided I would take the very large egg toy, turn it on, and then press it into each guest's hand so they could feel what vibration felt like. I flipped the switch on the blue plastic battery pack and watched the egg spring to life in my hand. Nancy, hold out your hand. I want you to feel what vibration feels like. Nancy showed her first moments of excitement all night long, wiping the sugary stickiness from her fingers on her track pants and licking the rest of the goo from her hands so that she could present me with a fairly clean palm. I stepped over the toys on the floor in the narrow space between us and placed the bouncing egg in her hand. 
Nancy's red tongue flopped forward out of her mouth. She reached her hand up to wipe the jewel from her lips, and it almost looked like she had to use her fingers to put her tongue back into her head. Her eyes grew large enough for me to see their pretty bluish hue. I only let the egg rest in her hand for about ten seconds before pulling it away. She said something inaudible and then began to nod her head vigorously. Maybe I'd make a sale after all, I thought. I squished a plastic hammer under my foot as I crossed over to where Granny was sitting. She gingerly clipped her pen to her notepad and slapped her hands clean before opening her heavily lined palm to me. I looked down at the myriad of dashes and grooves in her old hands and then tenderly placed the bobbing egg in the center. She jumped a little in her seat. No smile, no emotion. She simply closed her hand for a moment around the egg and then let it go to pick up her pen and write more notes. I stepped back behind the small coffee table with my products on it and began to chatter like I was standing on a soapbox. You know, we are all responsible for our own sexuality, for knowing what makes us happy both in bed and out of it. I'm responsible for my sexual happiness. We all are. We put too much pressure on our partners like we expect them to almost come with a handbook on how we work. And we spend so much time trying to figure out what they want, we forget to demand what we want for ourselves. You have to know yourself better than anyone else because if you can't enjoy yourself, how can you expect anyone else to enjoy being with you? I looked to the two guests for some kind of affirmation that they agreed with me, that they wanted to talk more about it, that they wanted more information. Nancy ate the last two strawberry marshmallows in her second plastic tub and blankly stared at my shoes. Granny was flipping a page in her notepad to write more notes without pausing to even acknowledge what I had said. I took another deep breath, a very deep breath, and concluded my presentation. I looked at my watch. The entire presentation, with the break, took just over 50 minutes. It was a new record for me. I packed up the products on the coffee table into my hockey bag, unsure of where I should do the sales portion. That is, if there was even going to be a sales part of the night. Just as I zipped the bag shut, Danielle returned from upstairs, the phone still clinging to her ear, her mascara running a bit, and her clothes slightly askew. You missed the whole thing, I said between gritted teeth. I'm done now. So right, sugar. I've been knees for a while. I knows the drill. No, Mac, I'm not talking to you. I told you to shut it because I'm back downstairs. No, no, you shut it. You shut it. Where should I set up for my sales, Danielle? My voice was louder than I had intended. She motioned with her eyes for me to go upstairs. I loaded the heavy hockey bag on my back and took the narrow staircase up, avoiding stepping on clothes and more plastic toys with each and every step. There were two bedrooms upstairs to choose from. I picked the larger master suite, which looked like Danielle's bedroom. It was surprisingly the only room in the house that seemed reasonably clean. There were still piles of laundry scattered around the room and empty candy bar wrappers I could see peeking out from under the soiled bed skirt, but in comparison to everything else, it seemed the most hygienic and clean of my choices. I grabbed a folding chair from the corner of the room and put it next to the nightstand using my briefcase as a table on my lap. And then I waited. I clicked my pen close to 100 times as I contemplated why I was unwilling to just pack up and go home. Just as I was about to give up hope, I heard the stairs creak and a thud, thud, thud as someone slowly made their way toward me. I'm gonna shiver you shaking.
Granny breathed heavily as she shuffled into the room. She sat down on the edge of the bed and took her notepad out, covered in numbers and words written in perfect cursive. I waited until she caught her breath before addressing her. Granny! I was beginning to think no one was going to buy anything. Well, now you did a fine job, Jasmine, she said, and let out a long sigh that seemed to empty her lungs entirely as she flipped through the pages of her notepad. She reached into her cloth bag and took out the paper menu from the company that I had given her when she first arrived. She verified a few notes she had taken with what she had written down on the paper menu and then handed me the pink company paper. Here is the list of things I want. I perused the list and paused at the last item. Uh, Granny, I have all these things to give you right now, but are you aware that 1346 is a vibrator? Granny tenderly put her notepad away and then looked me in the eye before answering. Yes, she said. I am aware. Well, if you're sure, I said and started to rifle through my display bag to find what she wanted. I took her credit card information and then bundled everything she wanted into one giant pink plastic bag. Here you go, Granny. And by the way, thanks for letting me tease you all night. You know, you were the best thing about this lousy party for me. Granny folded the plastic bag at the top and put it into her canvas tote. She took in a deep breath and looked me in the eye again. Jasmine, I am 72 years old. Tonight, you made me think there was a part of my life I haven't explored yet, and I wanted to do it before I die. I paused and studied her wrinkled face. I did that? Yes, dear. You made me want to try something new. And then, without any warning at all, I burst into tears. Oh, Granny, I'm so confused. I can't believe I could convince you to try something new. My whole life is a mess. I'm not sure what the hell I'm doing with Lammy, and I don't know if I should leave or not. <laughs> Granny reached her gnarled old fingers up to my face and pulled my hands away from my eyes. Now, you listen to me, Jasmine. I'm going to tell you my story, since you shared yours with me. I was married for 38 years to the same man. We had four children together. Well, one day, he tells me out of the blue, I don't love you anymore. Just like that. He found himself a young woman, and he left me. I was devastated, of course. All my four kids, they all went into therapy. They just couldn't handle us not being together, you know. We'd been together all our lives, you see. Well, not two years later, he gets cancer, and a new wife... She leaves him. She says to him, I didn't sign up for this. And she up and left. Well, don't you know? He comes straight back to me. He says, I want to be with you. Will you take me back? And do you know what I said to him? I struggled to stop from gasping air between the tears that continued to roll down my face. <laughs> what did you say, 
What did you say to him, Granny? I said, Not with me, Frederick. Not with me. These two years without him have been the very best of my life. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like I hated him. I just made my commitment, and I was bound by it, and I was going to stay with it. When he decided to leave, well, I started to see I could have the life I always wanted. The life I choose to have without the obligations that were binding me. I did just what you said downstairs. I figured out what I wanted. And I would never turn back on these last years of my life. They've been the best ones yet. I burst into tears again. Granny, you are so sweet. You are so kind to be so open with me. Thank you so much. Granny squeezed my hands in hers. Jasmine, you have a gift, dear. You are very inspiring. You made this old bird excited about wanting to try something new. Don't you ever forget that. I composed myself and tore off a copy of her receipt, handing it to her. I wrote my personal phone number on the paper and told her she could call me anytime she wanted. I fought the urge to help her get up off the bed as her bones loudly creaked. She lifted her thin arms upward, and I rushed in to embrace her, hugging her tightly. I insisted she let me help her down the stairs, but she refused. Nancy came up and ordered the strawberry-flavored lubricant. I almost thought she might use it as a condiment on her marshmallows. It tasted real good! She said as she popped open the top and ate a blob of it off of her finger. She giggled and then stared at me for a moment. I didn't know what to say to her. She got up off the bed suddenly and bolted out of the room like her clothes were on fire. Danielle came up to the sales room after Nancy left and asked me what her discount was. She was still on the phone. This party is just barely over $200. You have $20 to spend. Well, what have you got? They could be exactly that amount. I found some warming liquid in my bag that was the same amount. You know, I said to Danielle as she lifted the phone from her shoulder and started to talk into it again. This was the lowest number of people I have ever done a presentation for, but I think it might be the best moment of my entire career. Do I get another free gift for that? I paused and considered if I should say something about how rude she had been all night but chose to stay in the moment of gratitude I felt for meeting and speaking with Granny. I drove home without listening to any music. I kept hearing Granny's voice in my head over and over again. As I approached the bridge, I pictured Granny's distraught children in therapy trying to get over their parents' divorce and wondered what it must have been like in their house when the chaos first entered. I eased my car over the bridge without even realizing I had driven over it, my mind so deep in thought. Lammy was sitting up waiting for me when I returned. He must have sensed I had a rough night because he silently pulled me into his arms and kissed my forehead. I, uh, I bought you some chocolates. Do you want them now? You bought me chocolate? Yes, it's that uh, Godiva stuff you like. It's in the cupboard. He got up and returned with a massive golden box of assorted dark chocolates. I was speechless. I couldn't understand what would have motivated him to buy me a gift for no reason, let alone something that might cause me to put on weight. I didn't question it. I was distraught enough to tear into the box, and to my delight, each one was better than the last. 
We quietly munched on several pieces while sitting on the sofa and watching random sitcoms. I tucked myself deeper into his arms, listening to his heartbeat. He didn't ask me how the party went or how I managed the giant bridge on my own. He just breathed evenly and quietly until the sound of his breath made me fall into a gentle slumber. The next morning, as I fixed breakfast for us, my phone rang with a number I didn't recognize. Hello? Jasmine? It's Granny here. Granny! Good morning! I hope you had a good night. Thanks again for the talk. Well, the reason I am calling is to say thank you to you. Really? Why? Now, do you remember in your presentation when you said if you've never had an orgasm, today is your birthday? Yes, I say that in all my presentations. Well, Jasmine, I just wanted to tell you that I didn't think you could be born again at the age of 72. But in fact, you can. I gasped and then squealed with joy. Granny! Oh, Granny, really? Really, Granny? And then I whispered into the phone, I'm so happy for you. Thank you, dear. You are very kind. Let me tell you one more thing. If you ever leave that company, well, it will be the worst thing that ever happened to them. You keep doing what you're doing. You're changing lives. I bid Granny goodbye as I watched Lammy pack up our gym clothes, knowing he wanted to go to the gym after breakfast. I was going to tell him what had happened, but something stopped me. I went back to the kitchen and made us breakfast. After we ate, I cleaned up and told Lammy I had to finish my paperwork before we could go to the gym. He quietly played a game on the computer while I sat at the dining room table filling out my sales recap form to total up the party sales. As I traced my finger over Granny's signature on the credit card slip, I felt tears spring my eyes. You're changing lives, she had said. You're changing lives. But who would change my life? I silently wept at the table, watching my tears soak the paperwork in my hands until the total sales number of $235 was barely legible. Thank you for listening. I've said it close to 23 times now, but if you are listening and you are enjoying my podcast, please be sure to subscribe and review it. It helps so much. And I really, really, really appreciate it. Feel free to reach out to me via social media. I'm on Instagram, Jasmine underscore Aziz, on Twitter at Jasmine Aziz, YouTube, and on Facebook. Or email me, Jasmine at JasmineAziz.com. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it. Because here she comes. I'm gonna shiver you, shake and quiver you, shiver you.